Welcome to Wine Unearthed. This podcast takes you behind the scenes of the Margaret River winemaking region in Western Australia, the very place named Best in Asia Pacific by travel authority Lonely Planet. It's produced for you by your Margaret River region and the Margaret River Wine Association. My name's Fleur Banger. I'm a food and travel journalist, and I'll be taking you through this gorgeous spot, tasting the wine, meeting the people, and breathing in the surrounds. Do you reckon it's fair to say that good food and wine might lend themselves to couples falling in love, Forry? Well, <laughs> there is something magical about perhaps the air or the general ambience uh, of Margaret River. I guess for most of us, we go from a place where life is a bit more hectic uh, to a much more laid back and visually absolutely ravishing spot. And, you know, even the, the parts of Margaret River that we see most often you know, are really rich in sort of natural beauty. There's plenty of love in the air in Margaret River. And in this podcast, we're going to meet three duos who've fallen hard as they've crushed grapes, fermented juices and made spectacular wine. Two of the couples have gone on to tie the knot, but the third, well, it's more of a bromance between two mates. It was late night texts. People were talking in the the town. They were... Yeah, serious conversations about where this was going and what did it mean for for us. Hello, I'm Fleur, and I'm here with wine critic Peter Forrestal. So before we explore these West Australian love stories, let's savour the thing they're all passionate about, wine. Right. What are we about to put to the lips here? This is the 2016 Lewin Estate Pinot Noir Chardonnay. So it's a, a bubbly made by Lewin, which is a specialist Chardonnay producer, really. So it's not that often seen, but, yeah, a really vibrant, sparkling wine. I just had a little try. It's delicious. Mm. It's mouth-puckering. A lovely finish as well. There's that crispness on the finish. When you're drinking these, especially after you've had a couple, do you start to think about the place and get a little bit dreamy-eyed? <laughs> the, the thing that I think about most with Margaret River is the quality of the wine, the purity of the wine. You know, it, it doesn't get much better. Charge your glass because we're about to meet Sasha and Ben McDonald from one of Margaret River's youngest wineries, Glenarty Road. She's the winemaker and he's the vigneron and they live and work in the far southern end of the region outside Carradale. Ben and I actually met right here in the driveway. Uh, it was about five years ago. I came before I started work to just have a quick look at the Shiraz that Ben was growing down here. I'd actually decided that I was pulling all the vineyard out. So I booked a month's trip to Byron Bay, bought a surfboard. Yeah, three days before I flew out, um, Sasha showed up in the driveway wanting to buy fruit to start her own wine label. So, yeah, it was 7 o'clock. I rocked up in the driveway and Ben was, was late as usual. Yeah, uh, I did fit in an early morning surf. Yeah, it was hard to get out the water. So he rocked up with a surfboard on the roof and just wearing some thongs and some boardies. I was actually about to leave because he was so late. I'm glad I caught her on the way out. (laughs) Yeah, very lucky. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here today. 
Needless to say, Ben didn't pull out the 10 hectares of grapevines that he planted when he was 19 years old. Instead, the pair got acquainted as those Shiraz grapes were crushed and barrelled. We went up to the winery where it was getting made every day or every second day to watch the progress of the fermentation and then barrelling it down and that's how we got to know each other over the uh, 2014 Shiraz. Would you normally have been that interested in how a particular parcel of grapes were fermenting? <laughs> uh, no, not, not at all. There, there was, uh, yes, there was a bit of chemistry at play there too, I think. <laughs> the couple's first date was typically Margaret River. When we were processing the fruit, we were talking about what we love about Margaret River. And to me, I love the fact that you can always go on adventures and explore and find different things. And the coastline's just so intricate as well. And we were talking about these hidden caves because we all know that Margaret River has hundreds of hidden caves. There's quite a few that are on the tourist map. So yeah, our first date was going searching in the bush for one of the um, hidden caves that he used to go to when he was younger. On New Year's Eve in 2017, the couple held their wedding in the vineyard. Fittingly, the Shiraz that brought them together was a feature. We actually got married on what we call the Shiraz Bar. We built a couple of portable bars throughout the vineyard, which we predominantly use to take people on progressive tastings through the vineyard. But we use the Shiraz Bar, which is nestled in this avenue of spotted gum trees. It's quite stunning. It's elevated throughout the vineyard. The funniest thing about the wedding was the fact that we got a quote from a commercial caterer to do the food for our wedding and it was going to be about 20 grand. So we thought, well, maybe instead of getting a caterer in, we'll expand our kitchen we didn't have a kitchen for the cellar door back then. We only had our toaster sandwich maker and uh, after getting a few quotes for canapes for our wedding, I decided it would be cheaper to build a kitchen. I built enough tables so that we could seat 150 people for the evening meal and, yeah, very memorable New Year's Eve. And then you had the setup for a restaurant, including the tables outside. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Sasha, it was quite hard for her to uh, curtail my table building uh, enthusiasm because, uh, you know, with a shed full of timber... But yeah, we have seating for nearly 200 people outside. It's good fun. Now Glenarty Road has a flat-out restaurant where the love of food, wine and the farm is part of every mouthful. Well, we aim for about 40% of what we grow here to make it through to the kitchen. So obviously we try and grow a lot of the meat. All the lamb is ours. We've got a couple of thousand sheep, so that makes its way on the menu in the right seasons and then... Yeah, lots of veggies, fruit. We've got a couple you know, of cows as yeah. well grazing around at the moment. Our pigs last year that did our rotary hone in the veggie patches, they made it to the restaurant. That's amazing the way you, you're really quite well set up for what this has evolved into. But it sounds to me like Sasha was the missing ingredient to making that all happen. Is that how you would see it? Oh, oh de- definitely. A shared passion makes it 10 times better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's travel now to another small young winery, this time with a rock and roll edge. Tony Davis and Redmond Sweeney got to know each other at an Auskick game that Red was coaching and Tony's kids were playing in. Red was toying with the idea of quitting his day job and Tony was keen to go it alone in his field. When they realised they both wanted to start a wine label and one that was a little bit out of the box, it was a light bulb moment because their skill sets in marketing and winemaking 
made them the perfect match. It was, you know, late night texts coming up with wine strategies and our wives starting to get worried. That's when their bromance began. There was a couple of uh, serious conversations about, uh, you know, where this was going and what did it mean for us. And People were talking in the, in, yeah. in the town. They were, yeah, that was really the, the birth of, of Snake and Herring. The winery name isn't just catchy, it's loaded with personality, just like the wines the guys produce. Oh, I'm the snake. That's Tony. It's an old rugby nickname from uh, Adelaide University days where oh, I wasn't a particularly great player, but I, um, I could wriggle my way through a small hole in the defence. What about you, Herring? Uh, my first name being Redmond, which often gets shortened to Red. Again, when I was at university, I um, went on a surf trip up on the northwest of um, Western Australia. And on that trip, pretty much everything I took kept breaking, you know, leg ropes, boards, camp gear, you name it. It was a bit of a, bit of a disaster. So my friends that I was with, they kept saying, you know, what's the next red herring that you're going to pull out? By the end of the trip, they were calling me herring. What about the names of your wines? They're all named after music, I understand. Where does that sprout from? So just before I left a previous employer and started Snake and Herring, I just bought the Best of Radiohead album. I was listening to the song High and Dry and I kind of felt a bit that way and uh, that was a bit of an inspiration to go, you know what, uh, there's 20 years ahead of challenge and uh, opportunity. So uh, I, I kind of felt it was quite fitting that, you know, we were able to name one of our first wines high and dry. <laughs> what then about tough love for the Chardonnay? Well, tough love. Chardonnay is an intriguing variety. It's a bit of a hero in Margaret River, and but it doesn't get there easily. Generally in the vineyard, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes before it even gets into the winery. There's an awful lot of work that goes into the vineyard, a lot of tough love on vines, and that's why it became a great name for our first Chardonnay. I mean, just recently, we did a Cab Merlot blend. We named it Stranded by the Saints. So this is an ode to Tony's punk rock days. We do love to um, tune out to that one. We're sitting out in one of your vineyards and the sun's shining on us. It's late in the day. It's warm and gorgeous and there are kangaroos that are jumping up and down the fence line. We can't talk about a love like a bromance without talking about another love, which is for the region and also for the food that comes out of this beautiful area. You guys have recently opened a restaurant called Yari that's doing really, really well. How do all those loves connect for you guys? I came to Margaret River because... I loved surf, the oceans, how clean they are, how prodigious they are. And I have a love for agriculture. Deep down, that's probably the core. And I think that's why I am hooked on the wine industry because you can grow something, you make it into wine, and you can serve it at your restaurant with amazing produce that's from this area. And this area is... It is special. It's very unique. It's unique because we're so isolated from the rest of the world, really. It's a lovely maritime climate. It doesn't get extreme. So whatever you do here from an agricultural pursuit, growing or nurturing animals, 
even the uh, indigenous plants that Aaron at Yarri forages for, it all complements. Now to a couple who, if the awards roll call is anything to go by, might be some of the best alchemists in the Margaret River region. Julian Langworthy is the winemaker at Deep Woods Estate near Yallingup at the region's northern end. The Cabernet Sauvignon he makes for the label took out the most coveted award in the Australian wine industry in 2016, the Jimmy Watson Memorial Trophy. Then he was named 2019 Winemaker of the Year by respected critic James Halliday. His wife Alana, meanwhile, is holding her own. In 2018, the $7 SEMSAV Blanc she made for the Coles supermarket label Story Bay was named Best Australian Wine under $20. The pair first met in South Australia when Julian hired Alana as an assistant winemaker at a winery in the Coonawarra. I remember rocking up and meeting this guy who was, you know, in his mid-20s at the time, crazy curly hair, deep, booming voice and, you know, quite a respected winemaker in the area at the time too and thinking, gosh, I'm in trouble this vintage. <laughs> we were young and made each other laugh and you know, I was possibly slightly awestruck momentarily. Julian and Alana worked together for four months before she left him for France. Fortunately, the move wasn't permanent. I knew it must have been true love because I was working in, in Burgundy at the time and the entire time I kept thinking gosh, I think, I think maybe I need to go back. I think, you know, I, I really like this guy. I need to go back. And so I left the job early to come back to yeah, live and, and work in Coonawarra uh, for this boy that I'd met that vintage. So, yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> Things clearly worked out. And as Julian says, the pair have been good for each other. Alana was a long-term vegetarian when we first met. <laughs> And, was going um, to come up. and uh, I, I was still a good um, country chain smoking boy. And so I gave up cigarettes and Alana gave up um, vegetarianism. Um, it was probably it was true love. the best thing we both had ever done. Alana's got an amazing flair for food and, and fashion and fun, um, which are all quite compelling and wonderful. And I've got a flair for food and fun, not so much a flair for fashion, but, you know, what are you going to do? Two out of three ain't bad. Um, you know, there's always something amazing around the next corner. Uh, nothing's ever too hard for Alana to achieve or to do. So it means we have heaps of fun, even to the point of moving to Western Australia. You know, it was never daunting. It was the next thing that would be uh, a great adventure to do together. Alana remembers how she felt when she arrived in Margaret River. First beach I ever went to was Smith Beach. And I remember walking with Jules up and down the beach on quite a cold afternoon, but just thinking it was the most rugged, beautiful place I'd ever seen. And it didn't feel remote to me. It, it felt homely for some reason. And to adventure through the region with someone who was raised here, you know, you do get that comfort. So, yeah, I, I adore it. What was it like for you, Julian, to move home? Uh, it was always my dream to um, be a winemaker in Margaret River. So as a young winemaker at university, that was the idea. You know, like the best Cabernet in the world came from Margaret River and the best Chardonnay in the world came from Margaret River. So why would you work anywhere else? I still actually truly believe that the best Cabernet in the world comes from Margaret River and the best Chardonnay in the world comes from Margaret River. It's just 
I had to go via France, Canada, quite a lot of time in South Australia to have an opportunity that was worth moving home for. It just all made sense, you know, like it's an amazing place to live. The beaches are gorgeous. We've got this beautiful old friends here. We live in the most spectacular location you can imagine in the Yelling Up Hills. And uh, yeah, the wine is spectacular. Like it's the easiest and most rewarding place in the world to make wine because the weather is so benign and the wines, the resultant wines are just so wonderful. But are there any clashes in this union of highly skilled winemakers, particularly when they collaborate on a side project, their own tiny wine label, Nocturne? Do they ever butt heads? Yes. Yeah, I think we're quite lucky in the sense that we approach the production of the wine from different angles. Jules has this amazing ability to be quite myopic when he needs to be, you know, focuses on the minute details, whereas... I see the big picture, you know, how it's going to appeal to people or what it looks like or the bigger stuff. So he pulls me back into line and tells me that we don't get to the bigger picture without focusing on the other things. And I tell him to not be such a prick sometimes and focus on the um, the myopic things. Despite the occasional tiff, sharing such strong passions is what keeps them strong. Absolutely. I really do think often it takes winemakers to be married to winemakers because we're a a different bunch. Um, You know, there's a lot of dedication to the job, long hours. The fact that we connect over wine, food, travel, just life. It's such a lovely, effortless way to, to have a relationship because you just connect on so many levels. You know, there's always challenges and always something new and adventurous to do as a family. It's what keeps our relationship interesting and hopefully withstand the test of time in the long run. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Margaret River is a popular spot for both proposals of marriage and weddings. The outlook at Rustico Restaurant at Hayshed Hill Winery lends itself to both things happening on a regular basis. Rustico's owner, who's also the wedding coordinator, Vanessa Phillipson, says beauty and bragging rights are only part of the reason. People that have fond memories here, they've either had holiday houses or family holidays or had family that lived in the region, They often want to come back and share the beautiful spaces and wine. They have that opportunity to go and get married on the beach and then within 10 or 15 minutes they're at a vineyard enjoying their reception. What are some of the more poignant moments, the beautiful ceremonies that people might have chosen? There's one that particularly comes to mind which is called a wine ceremony and you'd often think that that is blending of two different wines together but on this occasion... The couple had purchased a beautiful magnum of premium wine, which came in a beautiful wooden box. And prior to their ceremony, they had written letters to each other explaining what they adored about each other. At the ceremony, they opened the box, placed the letters inside the box and closed the box, with the thought being that if times ever got tough, they would open the magnum, drink the wine, read the letters and remind each other of what they loved about each other. Isn't that gorgeous? Did you feel inspired by that? Daily. (laughs) Now we're just sitting here having a lazy glass of sparkling and there's so much grass about, it's so green and you might be able to hear the wind in the gum trees that are just on our other side. You've been here a couple of years now. How do you see it when you pull up at the restaurant every day? My first few weeks driving to work every day was past Mark Wines, Deep Woods, Aravena, down Johnson Road, cows, bulls, a fox running across the road and then arriving on the corner of Metricup, 
to see the beautiful undulation of vines, sheep between the vines and then four gorgeous horses on the corner and then I turn right into Hayshed Hill. It, it's pretty incredible. You can, you can see everything from, from the moment that you drive in that driveway. It, it definitely takes your breath away. The seasonality, I think, of the region as well, where all the vines get super lush and green and then over the next three or four months, I guess it's the only place in Western Australia I feel that you can really see autumn. By May, there's no wind, 22-degree days, clear blue skies. I think it's probably the best time of the year, me personally. There's something about the air here. Can you describe what it could be? Yeah, there's no clutter of the city. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of openness. Everyone always talks about the minute you sort of drive down south, how there's this lift of anything that you've left behind and it often happens when you probably hit Bustleton. <laughs> is, it, is it about the air? Is it about the trees? Is it about the space? It's, you know, it's probably about all of those things. Gosh, it almost makes me want to go out and tie the knot. What about you, Forry? Well, you know, it's probably not as possible for me, but, yeah, I mean, I can understand the feeling of romance that, you know, would infect a a lot of people. And so I I guess that does uh, tend to make one dream. (laughs) Maybe you can renew your vows. Ah, well. (laughs) Love is grand, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, especially in a place like Margaret River. Well, here's to love. Let's drink to that. Let's drink to that. You're listening to local musicians Tilly Kay and Dean Taylor and their track Into the Barrel by the Cullen Wine Song Soundtrack. Additional music by Josh Hogan and Ned Beckley. This podcast is supported by the International Wine Tourism Grant, funded by Wine Australia, Margaret River Wine Association, Margaret River Bustleton Tourism Association, Southwest Development Commission, and Australia's Southwest. It's been scripted, recorded and presented by me, Fleur Banger from White Noise Media, sound designed by Tom Allen from Barking Wolf and produced by Sophie Mathewson. We acknowledge the Wadandi saltwater and forest people as the traditional owners of this region and remind you to walk softly on country. For inspiration planning your trip to this beautiful part of the world, visit margaretriver.com. I'm being peppered with advice and complex advice. I'm a fruit-driven chauffeur. 